Thank you so much for joining us this evening for Bible study. I am not one of those pastors that think uh, that no one can preach or reach uh, those that have been put up under me to minister to. I was listening to the renowned Joyce Myers and this teaching of hers really, really ministered to my heart and I wanted to share it with you because so many times we're going through things and we're we're trying to get over some things and we're praying and, and we're fasting and partnering with prayer and we're doing everything to try to get over a hurdle, to, to get a breakthrough. But the one thing that we fail to do is face the truth about ourselves. So before we go into this message and hear the wonderful ministering of Joyce Myers, let us pray. Father God, in the name of your son, Jesus, we come before your throne, O God, hungry for your word. Open up our hearts, God. Open up our minds, O God. Correct what is not properly aligned with your will in your way in our lives, O God. Let us humble ourselves as we embrace your word, O God. Exalt yourself in us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And we give you honor and we give you glory. Amen, amen, and amen. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Joyce Meyer Ministries. So the first key to breakthrough is, first of all, pray. We always pray. That's part of everything. And then, don't just pray for God to fix it for you. Pray for God to show you truth. To show you what the real issue is. Is there anybody in this building today or in the overflows or watching by television that you need a breakthrough in your life? How many of you are asking God to give you a breakthrough? Well, I said last night was gonna be a happy night. You're gonna like everything I said today. You probably won't like everything I say. It might not be quite as happy right now, but it's one of those messages that if you follow it a year from now or two years from now or six months from now, you're gonna be a whole lot happier than you are right now. Everything that we hear is not always something that feels good. Sometimes we need to hear things that make us squirm in our seats a little bit. Maybe even get a little bit mad at the preacher for a few minutes. Because, you know, when they tell us something we don't want to hear, it's easy to get mad at them. But I believe that you'll all see the truth in what I'm going to say. The main thing that I want to say is that if you want any kind of a breakthrough in your life, financial breakthrough, breakthrough in your health, breakthrough in relationships, whatever it is that you might want a breakthrough in, first thing you should always do is pray. But never pray and ask God to do anything for you if you don't intend to listen to what he probably is going to tell you to do that will ultimately bring that breakthrough. 
I'm going to say that again. <laughs> See, this idea we have about prayer is pray and get God to do everything. When we've done our responsibility, then we have the right to cast our care on God and wait for him to do what we cannot do. In Ephesians chapter 6, this is laid out so clearly. It's a chapter about spiritual warfare and the armor that God has given us. Great, great teaching points in Ephesians 6. But I love what it says in the beginning. It says, having done all the crisis demands, now stand firmly in your place. A lot of times people just say, well, we're just, we're just standing. But have you done your responsibility? Have you done what you should be doing? Tell you a story. Years ago, we had banquets. We'd have meetings like this, but of course not this large, and everybody would sit around tables and meals would be served, and it was more like a weekend you know, event. A lot of those were women's conferences, our marriage retreats. And so six, seven, eight ladies might sit at one table, and a lady came to me at the end of the conference, and she said, well, I learned a big lesson today. She said, as God would have it, he put me at the table with a lot of people who have had a lot of the same similar problems that I've had and came from a similar background that I came from where she had been mistreated and abused. She said, the only difference in me and them now is I listen to them talk about the trouble they were having and God showed them to do this and they did it and then God showed them to do that and they did it. She said, you know, God showed me everything he showed them. The only difference was I never did it. So just throwing this out for thought. <laughs> if the shoe don't fit, I don't have to wear it. But I wonder just in this room right now, how many, how many people there are that you know that God has told you to do something or not to do something and you still have not, you're still praying, but you haven't taken the action yet to do what God told you to do. Yeah, look at that. Well, I really don't want to be mean, but... <laughs> I'm having a hard time feeling sorry for you. Because here's the thing. We are partners with God. He's just not our big celestial Santa Claus that we just give our list to every year and sit back and lollygag around while he provides everything we need. That's not the way it works. And I think that a lot of people have been deceived into thinking that. I was in a church for a long, long time, and I knew about the doctrinal things of the church. I had a good foundation on salvation, but I didn't know any of the stuff that I know now. I thought everything that happened was God doing it, and if it was going to get undone, then God had to undo it. I didn't, I didn't understand anything about my responsibility. I didn't know that you could hear from God. You know, and a lot of people today, they don't like that thought that you can hear from God. I mean, when you talk to God, it's prayer. But when God talks to you, you're psychotic. 
I mean, it's amazing the way people act and look at you if you say, God told me or God showed me. Well, who do you think you are? You say, I mean, all over the Bible, it talks about, and God said to Moses, and God said to Abraham, and God said to Jacob, and God said to David, and God said to Joseph. I mean, that's the Old Testament. Now, true, he lives in us now, and we may not hear as many audible voices, but God speaks to us. And one of the ways that God speaks to us, interestingly enough, one of the ways that God speaks to us, and I wanna be careful when I say this, I don't wanna give anybody the wrong idea, but one of the ways that God speaks to us is through our own thoughts. And so it becomes a thought that won't go away Maybe like something you're supposed to do for somebody and it just won't go away. You wake up in the middle of the night and there it is again. You're driving to work and there it is again. Or maybe it's something that God wants you to do and it's a different quality of thought than just your own thought running through your head. It's, some, it's a thought that you have that your whole spirit bears witness with and you, you just kind of know that it's something that you need to do. That's the beauty of having the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us so we can hear the gentle whispers of the Holy Spirit. He's not in the habit of yelling at us and making us do things. He whispers to us what he wants us to do. He guides us and then he expects us to do it. God will never ask you to do anything if he does not give you the grace to do it. Never. So that girl sitting at that table, she had the same ability to obey God as all the rest of those women. But for some reason, she still got stuck in that old improper thinking about prayer means that I ask God and he does everything. Now, obviously, there's a lot of things that God does that we can't do. But having done all the crisis demands, then you stand firmly in your place and you wait for God to do what only he can do. I don't know about you, but don't you see this as kind of a fallacy in the way we think sometimes? You know, we're partners with God. That's the exciting thing about hanging out with God is it's not just like he takes over and you have no personality and you have no will and you can't make any decisions. A lot of times God will just be with you while you work out decisions and if one doesn't work, he'll get you back on the right path. It's part of being a human being. He doesn't want to do everything for us. He wants us to work together in partnership to get his will done in the earth. Amen? So, I might as well warn you ahead of time that as I talk about all these keys to breakthrough, that there's gonna be a responsibility attached to almost every one of them. But you know what? An irresponsible person is an unhappy person. You, you, can't, you can't be happy when deep in your heart you know that you're not doing what you should be doing. You really can't be happy. You, you can't be lazy and be happy. You can't be disobedient and be happy. I am challenging every one of you and re-challenging myself also. Let's get so much better at quick, prompt, complete 
obedience to what God shows us to do. I mean, let's don't be the kind of people that God's got to deal with us for a year and a half to get us to do some simple thing that could be life-changing for us. We've asked him, I need a breakthrough. I need you to help me. And he showed you something like, maybe, maybe you need to apologize to somebody. Just, you know, you acted kind of ignorant. Now just go tell them you're sorry. Come on, man up, take responsibility, get rid of the excuses and just say, you know, the other day when that happened between us, I, I lost my temper. You know what? That was totally my fault. Man, isn't that hard to say. We once in a while will share the blame, but that was totally my fault. Now that is like gut-wrenchingly hard. But boy, you know what? Those are freeing words. When we stop making excuses and we start taking responsibility for the things that we do wrong, that's what sets us free. Satan wants us to be deceived, always finding somewhere else to put the problem so we never get our problem fixed because we never take responsibility for it. And guess what? Nobody else is going to come along and fix your problem. Yeah, and I got three ladies out here in the middle that are agreeing. I want to thank you all for joining me for Bible study tonight. This was a little bit different, but I hope that that message ministered to your heart and your soul as it did mine. And if it did, the text message that you received with this link in it, please respond to it. Send me your feedback. I would love to hear your comments on this teaching. And if it did minister to your heart and to your soul, share it with someone, not trying to be sarcastic. Share it in a spirit of love because we all have points in our life. Yes, points, plural, where we need to be truthful with ourselves. And when we can be truthful with ourselves, we can be better together. Again, I thank you for joining me for this Bible study this evening. Be blessed.